with Radio On The Go News, Brian Fancher reporting. A winter storm warning remains in effect for Grundy, Hardin, Butler, Franklin, and Sarah Gordo counties until midnight tonight, while a winter storm warning is in effect for Floyd County from noon today until 3 a.m. tomorrow. Expect 4 to 7 inches of snow in the warning area. A winter weather advisory is in effect for Wright and Hancock counties until midnight tonight. Expect 2 to 6 inches of snow in the advisory area. Plan on slippery and slushy road conditions. Slow down and use caution while traveling. Yesterday morning, the Franklin County Sheriff's Department arrested 18-year-old Adrian Hernandez of Dumont for possession of a controlled substance second offense. Hernandez was later released from custody. Tuesday night, the Franklin County Sheriff's Department transported from Blackhawk County 45-year-old Eric Hansen of Cedar Falls, who was wanted on a Franklin County warrant for a probation violation from the original charge of possession of a controlled substance third offense. Hansen is being held at the Hardin County Jail. Last night, the Hardin County Sheriff's Department arrested 21-year-old Mason Roberts of Ottumwa for possession of a controlled substance marijuana, possession of drug paraphernalia, and for a first offense OWI. Last night, the Hardin County Sheriff's Department arrested 28-year-old Tabor Eller of Hubbard, who was wanted on two warrants for probation violations. And yesterday morning, the Sheriff's Department served a Hardin County warrant to 22-year-old Walker Manning of Marshalltown for a probation violation. All three are being held at the Hardin County Jail. Yesterday morning, the Butler County Sheriff's Department arrested 57-year-old Daniel Vining of Green on a charge of second-degree burglary. That's a Class C felony. Tuesday night, the Butler County Sheriff's Department transported from Wright County 35-year-old Cody Uhlenhop of Belmont who was wanted on a Butler County warrant for the charge of first-degree theft. That's a Class C felony. Both are being held at the Butler County Jail. A state senator is calling for the dismissal of the director of athletics at the University of Iowa. Senator Annette Sweeney of Alden says the more than $4 million legal settlement to former black players who allege there was racial discrimination in the football program is a boondoggle. We've got a stench hanging over our great university, and it's called Gary Barta. In the 16 years of his tenure, he has cost the university millions of dollars. Sweeney cites three previous payouts and discrimination lawsuits over other Hawkeye sports, and she says Barta and others involved in negotiations in this latest case ignored the wishes of coaches who were fighting the allegations. These discussions took place entirely without the knowledge of the consent of the coaches who were even named in the lawsuit. How incompetent. Not letting people defend themselves? This was despicable. Sweeney, a farmer who served as state director for USDA Rural Development during the Trump administration, says it's time for accountability. She's calling on the University of Iowa's president to ask for Barter's resignation, and if he doesn't resign, Sweeney says Barta should be fired. We need to review the region's budget and hold it until the stench of over Iowa City is dismissed. The Board of Regents governs the University of Iowa and the other two state universities. $2 million of the settlement announced this week is being covered with state tax dollars, which has raised the ire of Sweeney and other lawmakers. 
the Clarksville City Council this week discussed new businesses coming to the city and if the businesses need council approval prior to opening or operating. The council said it would be good practice for new business owners to come to a meeting and introduce themselves and their businesses with no other action taken by the council. In other business, members of the public were present to discuss the proposed carbon pipeline that would cross parts of Butler County. Some members expressed their concerns to the council about the hazards of the proposed pipeline and the extra training the fire and ambulance crews would need to safely assist in an emergency with the pipelines. The Clarksville City Council informed those in attendance that the Butler County Board of Supervisors will be holding meetings to further discuss the planning and zoning aspects of the project. This week, on Monday night, Iowa Falls City Council held a special meeting and approved a contract with Coal Excavating for public improvements in the Palisades East development. The Iowa Falls Council named a new street in the Heritage Estates development as Heritage Lane, and the Iowa Falls City Council voted to purchase the property at 1014 Main Street for $1. Today, the Hampton City Council will consider approval of the final draft of the fiscal year 2024 budget will consider resetting the public hearing date on the proposed budget for April 13th. In other business, the Hampton City Council will consider an ordinance vacating the public property located adjacent to 214 Second Avenue Southwest. The Hampton City Council meets today 6 p.m. at the Council Chambers. Today, the Dumont City Council will be asked to set a new date and time for a public hearing regarding the fiscal year 2024 budget. In other business, the Dumont Council will consider approval of an application for tax abatement under the Urban Revitalization Plan for the Dumont Urban Revitalization Area. The Dumont City Council meets today at 7 p.m. at the Dumont EMS Building. Two local residents were recently honored in Des Moines as the Iowa Arts Council presented the 2023 Governor's Arts Awards in the category of Arts Learning. Leon Keener of Hampton was recognized for his service to the Iowa Alliance for Arts and Education for 25 years following decades of service as a high school band director in Hampton and as president of the Iowa Band Masters Association. In the category of Arts Champion, Robin Anderson of Mason City was recognized for being a constant presence in the renaissance of downtown Mason City, including her efforts to preserve the Park Inn Hotel and for heading the creation of murals and an annual sculpture walk. The high in the past 24 hours here at our studios, 35 and the low of 32. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.